Well, hi, everybody. I'm Larry Ginger. This is Pre-K-12 Education Talk Radio. Our second show today on February 16th, 2020. Great sight to have you with us today, or maybe you're listening on the archives. And if that's the case, you probably already know that the uh, we go to Apple and all those other places, but we archive everything at our home website as well, which is ace ed.org. That's the home website of the American Consortium for Equity in Education, ace-ed.org. Uh, our podcasts, podcasts are there. Our other websites are there. A lot of information about equity and access in pre-K-12. And, of course, our magazine, which is called Equity and Access Pre-K-12, is over there. It's our online journal. And you click, click right on the cover and you read it. And if you want to subscribe to it, you can. We'd love to have you do that. Everything we do over there is free. Okay, so please check it out over at ace-ed.org. We're pretty proud of what we do over there. This podcast today, I brought back a good friend, a good guy named Hayes Greenfield. And Hayes is the uh, is a musician. And he's very interested in education. He is the founder of Creative Sound Play, which is based on what he calls the Greenfield Method, which is what we're going to be uh, talking with him about today. And the it's over at creativesoundplay.com if you want to check it all out. Okay, but it helps with social-emotional learning. It helps kids with transitions for younger students, but it might be good for older students as well. And it's the use of, of creatively using sound. And to help uh, Hayes explain all this, we're going to have with us Jennifer LaBella. She is one of the teachers that Hayes works with. She's a uh, teacher in the early childhood program at the Lenox Hill Neighborhood House family, neighborhood. Wait, let me do this again. Lennox House, <laughs> Lennox Hill Neighborhood House Family Center for 15 years in New York City. Okay, so without further ado, they're going to explain it better than I can. Good morning, Hayes. Good morning, Larry. Thank you so much for having us. Are you kidding me? You're always welcome here, my friend. Welcome back. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a pleasure. And he and here is Jennifer. Jennifer. Good morning, Larry. Thank you for having me. Jennifer, it is a pleasure to have you here, as, as it is a pleasure to have Hayes here. And I'm sorry I messed that up a little bit. Lenox Hill Neighborhood. The, well, you, you say yeah, that the way you want to say it. Get, get, that, get me into that flow. <laughs> Go ahead, do it. It's the Lenox Hill Neighborhood House Early Childhood Center. Thank you. Okay, Hayes had that wrong. He called yeah. it the Family Center. I'm going to yell at him. Okay. Well, Lenox to Hill, be honest. Yeah. We work with the entire family, so he's probably more accurate than we are. So, he doesn't deserve credit if he makes a mistake. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> he, gets, he can handle it. Lennox Hill Neighborhood House. Okay, and before we get into what uh, Creative Sound Play is about, tell, tell me about that. And where is Lennox Hill in New York City? We are, we're located on the Upper East Side of New York City, and we service families who live all along the six lines. We were originally founded as a free kindergarten over 125 years ago. This is our 128th anniversary, I believe, this year. And we, yes, we service the families who work in our areas. We're a Head Start program, so we we service low-income families. And the point of what we wanted to do is we wanted to provide a quality education for children who are traveling in from lower-income neighborhoods. So that way their families don't have to leave them at 6.30, 6.30, 7 o'clock in the morning, yeah. and pick them up at 7 p.m. They have an 8.30 to 3.30 school day, three farm-to-table meals a day, swimming instruction, arts instruction, 
we just started a new library. So we're, we're very proud of our oh. program, and we partner with so many different programs, especially we had a very long-standing relationship with AIDS, which has benefited us greatly. Even after October, we're still using the method. Yeah, and we're going to talk about it in great detail. It's a pleasure to have you here, Jen. And to you and all your colleagues there, that's wonderful the work you do. Okay, you should really. Thank you. I hope, because you deserve to, I hope you sleep well at night. You're doing nice work. Okay, it's just really. Thank you very much. Yeah, helping these kids, I got to tell you, and their families and all that. Okay, it's it's just great. And Hayes, now I want you, I'm glad you brought Jennifer Hayes. Talk about creative oh. sampling. Give us a little background and tell tell us all about it. Okay, Go so for it. when when I was uh, I uh, started working at Lenox Hill Neighborhood House in 2012 because I had met I was doing something in uh, Detroit as part of the, the PNC uh, Bank Grow Up Great Initiative. I had put a pilot program together for them in in the heart of Detroit, and I. I wanted to implement it in New York, and I heard this guy, a wonderful developmental neuroscientist named Clancy Blair, whose his work is really, uh, he's done a tremendous amount of stuff with cortisol and dopamine and how that affects kids, and especially kids in low income. Um, And... I heard him on the radio on NPR, and I and he ended up he had he he was located in NYU, and I thought, well, you know, he's like, you know, ten blocks from my house. Let me call him. I call him, and I met with him and and uh, his partner, uh, co-worker Sibel Raver, and they were just starting to do a program at Lenox Hill. Um, They were beginning to collect cortisol samples or saliva samples to really like be able to do this study. I think there are several pre-Ks and they loved Lenox Hill and they introduced me to who the woman who was the director at the time was Marion Detell. And we had a meeting, you know, she totally got sound. She, she like, I mean, she told me that she could tell the time of the day just by listening to the classroom, just by listening to the hallway. <laughs> So she totally got it. And then I was there for, I, I, I wanted to codify the system. So it meant I needed to have access to uh, the teachers and the students. But in a way that I, I, I used to do a, a live interactive children's jazz show called Jazz in the Town. And it's, you know, I have this whole persona. And what I really wanted to do was get into an environment where I could just really be done with the persona, but really focus on the material to say, okay, what's working, what's not working? What do I have to do to make this material accessible, right? Because that's the key. How do you make this material accessible to teachers so that they can immediately start to use it? And it took, you know, five years of working with these teachers and Jennifer and the students to really be able to get a sense of how to frame it. There was a lot. There was a lot of trainings, a lot of work with the kids, but it it never felt like work. And we're going to talk. I want to define. I want to define it a little bit better. Creative Soundplay again. CreativeSoundplay.com. But I just want people to know, Creative Soundplay is being offered by National Head Start Association, and you did some great presentations, which were extremely well received at NAEYC about Creative Soundplay. This and, is key stuff. Uh, right. And it, and it, 
and at NAYC and at the NH and and the National Head Start Association, their their conferences, and it's also yeah. being available on uh, on um, Global Childhood Education Net, Global Global Childhood oh, man. GSA Global Childhood Education. That's another okay. program where it's where it's available. Okay, now this is important. This is a twenty-six. Help me, help me out. I hope I'm right. I'm reading off the website. The twenty-six part video curriculum provides a step-by-step guide to mastering classroom transition exercises with proven yes. results. Yes. Okay, let me. No, wait, wait, wait. Let me. Wait, wait, okay. Wait, okay. Don't say anything. Okay. So. Okay. Okay. Let me get. Let me just position this for you. Okay. Okay. Yeah. We're talking about preschool or, or very young kids. We're talking about helping with social emotional learning, et cetera, et cetera, by using creative sound. Kids love to make sounds. Okay. Hayes is a musician. And Jennifer knows is a teacher for fifteen years. She knows kids like to make sounds. Okay. Yeah. Put that all together. And uh, and uh, I'll let Hayes this. Hayes, tell everybody what exactly this is. What is it? What are okay. You what? Yeah. Go. Okay. So kids love so, to make sounds. Go for it. Kids love to make sound, and they like to. Kids love to make. And just, first of all, let me just say this is not music. Okay. Because for anybody out there who's hearing sound, thanks to the sound of music, the movie, everybody thinks sound <laughs> is music, right? The hills are alive with the sound of music. Well, you know, I've been well, on I, hills. I, 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 I got to stop you. If they ever heard me sing, they'd know that sound is not music. But we'll just move on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but 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 you know the hills have trees, they have birds, they don't have orchestras up in the you know it's like it's <laughs> and what I'm doing Good is, and so sound is like you know you have a high sound, high pitch sound like a bird, right? Chip 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 chip, or a low like a roar, a lion roar. You have a loud sound, you have a quiet, you have a long sound, and you have a short sound. So it's really about focusing in on these very specific elements of sound and listening to sound and taking time, you know, taking time to listen to sound with your students. Because when you start to listen to sound and, and, and have an opportunity and identify the sound, all of a sudden kids start to really like realize that what they do matters. And how they do it, how loud they do it. Exactly. And you know, I, forgive me, Jennifer, for 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 for, for saying this because you blew my mind one time. And <laughs> I, 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 and so we were talking about we were talking about this 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 program, and she was relating to me that she had these three year old kids who were coming into the classroom, and they're saying, "It's too loud, too loud. Can we quiet down?" Oh. And when she was doing that, what those kids are really saying, which is so beautiful, I can't learn. It's too loud. Can we, be, can we come down and be more quiet? Because I, I, I'm reading them. I'm hearing them saying, I want to learn, but it's too loud, too hard to focus. Exactly. You know? And, mm-hmm. Exactly. You know, and Jennifer, that's you should talk posi- about that's how That's a great you... positioning of that comment, i got to tell you. Well, it, it, you know, there's a there's, – and that's and what is that? It's just about taking the time to listen to the sounds in our space, and the, and it could be anywhere. It could be outdoors. It could be in the hallway. It could be in the gymnasium. It could be in the classroom. It could be you're hearing a loud honking, so, you know, 
a honk out, outside and saying, well, is that a truck honk or is that a car honk? You know, like that bell. Whose bell was that just, just rang? No, oh, that was me. Sorry. <laughs> no, that's good. It was a nice, it was a nice bell. It was, it it was, was a very was nice little... Perfect. I think it said, I think that was my time to get off. I think... No, it wasn't. I did, I did not ring the bell. I did not ring the bell. <laughs> Keep going. I'm loving this. Well, Jennifer, you want to jump in on something? Yeah. Let me throw this to you, Jen. We're talking to a lot of educators, okay? Okay. And, and they are in the preschools, they are in elementary schools, et cetera, et cetera. They're administrators, et cetera. All right. Creative sound play. And I know this works, and I've talked to Hayes before, okay? And I'm, I'm going to just go down the highlights of it. Again, social-emotional learning, which is key out there. Active listening skills, okay, that you can apply to learning. That's the key thing here, okay? Advanced executive function. We got all these things, head-eye coordination. Talk about all this and what you do with, how do you use it? What actually is happening when people use creative sound play? Put it into practical sure. terms. So, Jen, you were yeah. so New York a second ago. Instead of saying S-U-R-E, <laughs> sure, you said S-H-A-W. I love you for that. Sure, go ahead. Sure, sure. Sure. Yes. Good. So, yeah, well, I'm 48 years in New York. He can't take it out of the girl. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yes. Well, what I was going to say is one major key that I'm finding this year particularly is it helps with self-regulation. And if you cannot self-regulate, you cannot learn. If you're, you know, all – all everywhere, you have to bring it back down. So one of my favorite things to do is I work with what does this color look like? And we build a traffic light in the classroom. And we ask them, close your eyes. What does a green light sound like? And at first they look at me like, what are you talking about? And I said, what do the cars sound like? They're like, zoom, beep, beep, and cars rushing in the street. I said, okay, so now what does a yellow light sound like? And they said, well, the cars are slowing down. So they're not as loud, right? And then I would ask them, what does a red light sound like? And they would say, it doesn't sound like anything because everybody stopped. I said, that's right. A red light sounds like silence. So we would equate that to sometimes in our classroom, we can have a green light. When we're in the gym, when we're in the play cave, when we're doing music class, we can have a green light and we can be loud and use our our big green light voices. And sometimes we're having conversations on the road, we should be using a yellow light voice, which means it's a little bit lower. I can still hear you, but you're talking lower, much more controlled. You can focus on what's being said. And there are other times where we need a red light voice and the red light voice is during story time when a teacher is teaching a lesson and she needs your complete attention. If we are walking through the hallways and there's a meeting going on in a room, or if it's nap time, we need to use a red light voice, which is silence. So there are times during the day where I would make my traffic light and I would change the sign. It's a green light time, or I would announce before the transition. It's a green light time, and then they knew how loud they could be. Well, we're coming back to the rug now, friends. I need you to bring, bring yourself to your yellow light. And it takes, takes a week or so of constantly, but they get it. And they'll start hmm. asking. And I remember 
the the year that you were mentioning before, and what I thought was so impressive is by the end of that unit, we had these children create an entire symphony of sound using mm. no instruments. Mm. We had a brass section, a string section, a percussion se- session, section, <laughs> and these children were absolutely incredible. They were the conductors. They made their pretend instruments, and they made all their sounds using their voices. But by the end of that unit, those children were saying the intensity is too high in the room. But Mm. they understood, they they understood timbre. They understood, uh, you know, the all of it. It was just incredible. Yeah, Jen. What is? You know, I I get this, and I think my waiters. I get this. Okay, I do. I love this thing. But how did you? I'm going to ask the word question here. How did you use this? Okay, and you're a good teacher. I know that. How do you use this to, to – what are the kids learning? I'm trying to get into the depth of it here. What are the kids learning when you do all this? You know, you're, you're teaching them that there are different sounds. That's great. But why, why does that matter? And I know it does, by the way. Talk about what they're actually learning and how you used it in, 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 in your classroom beyond – these simple things, because it's more to it than that. I know that you're using yes, it for they're learning. Also, they're learning. They're learning patterns with it. They're learning yep. self confidence yep. with it. Yeah. They're learning ah. autonomy. They're I learning that. that things can change, and change is beautiful. And they can be in control of that change. We'll have children come up, and they're the conductors. Or we do an activity <laughs> called pass the clap, where they'll one child will will create a class. It's like one, two, and then they, it can go all the way around as one, two, or they'll, the next person can accept it and do their one, two, and then they change it. And then the next person, you accept it and you give it back and you change it. And they, they feel, I, I'm trying to come up with the perfect way to say this. Go ahead. You're doing great. No, perfect. But, but it gives them, I don't want to say a sense of power, but a sense of control yeah. in their yeah. lives for sometimes the first time. Yeah. yeah. I remember you, you we had a like child who could not participate. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry. It, Continue. Yeah, that's okay. You know what I, you know what I like yeah. about it is it gets kids thinking outside the box. It, it, things exactly. are prescribed. Okay. And kids right. have great imaginations. Okay. But but sometimes we, we as adults quell that imagination. Oh, that's not a sound. Stop making that horrible noise. But to a kid, it's not a horrible noise. He's got there's something going on in their head. Okay, which is the way genius is formed, by the way. Okay, by thinking outside exactly. the box. Okay, and that's exactly. why I think you know you're encouraging them to do the sound. But my question, I got to go back to Hayes. Okay, Hayes, you got 26 videos on this, and it goes beyond what Jen was just oh, saying. Yeah. Yeah, talk, talk about right, well, uh, yeah, the whole, okay, the so whole now idea, I even, the whole thing. Go for it. And, and okay, Jen, you're wonderful. So now I got to tell you. It's great. Okay, so now, so now what's happening, Larry, is that I'm even going to have more videos, and I'm going to have very I, – I, cool. I've, been, I've been mulling on this thing. I've been chewing on this thing for the last two years as to how to create a quick start guide on how oh. to really – I'm sorry? Oh, that's great. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, no, you'll, Jennifer, you'll, when I, I, you, don't know, you don't know about it yet. So it's this quick start. Breaking guide. news, it's, everybody. Breaking news. Yeah. And, and it's, it's, 
I'm, I'm, I'm going to have it available on the website. I'm also going to start doing some coaching sessions. I'm trying to figure out how to do this so I can do it. You too. You know, we can, you people can be anywhere. You too. Right? Yeah. Well, you, but it's uh, Zoom and that kind of thing. But yeah. this is what, it, what this is going to be is it's four, it's basically four modules. It's 12 videos that are short. And it's a step-by-step um, way to immediately engage your students with sound. And um, it's, uh, it, I mean, it's, it's going to be, hopefully it should be up in, you know, a few weeks. I mean, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. everything's, everything is finally all set. I finally finished working on it last weekend. Congrats. I mean, it's like, wow. well, thank you. And it's, and it's really, it's like a step-by-step. And what's so beautiful for me to listen to you, Jennifer, is that we haven't, we, you know, since the pandemic and before and since we did, you know, uh, since we have sound, we haven't really been in touch. And it's one of the things that's so beautiful is to hear how you're taking it and you're coming up with your ideas. I mean, it's like, you know, it's great to like, you know, and the stop, the stoplights and being aware of sound and and you know and I'm sure you're doing a whole bunch. I mean I know that you 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 do when you you have the kids conducting and all that other stuff and that's what you know. And Larry, just to just to be like very specific about this, one of the things that happens is sound. Sound in nature is collaborative, and when children don't have to learn anything new. And so there's, and teachers don't have to learn anything new. Really, for teachers, it's like common sense. And the more you work with it, because it's collaborative, then you're starting to build and really plug into social-emotional learning and group learning and, and kids interacting with each other. I mean, Jennifer <clears throat> tells a story. Jennifer tells a story of this, of this little girl. She, she's got a couple of really – should I tell them? Should I tell this, Jennifer? All right. Uh, is this – I think I know which story you're, you have you're a, referring she, yeah, to. But she has, I mean, it's, and it's just, this is from the past. I mean, this is happening all the time. It's like when a kid, when a kid, there's, there's and it's not only Jennifer. I mean, I've had other, many teachers where, where, where they have shy students. And, you know, there's a, there's, a, there's a sound activity that I call, it's called the quick focus. And it's the follow the leader activity. And... Yes. Her, her, she had this student that was very shy and not really like, you know, able to, kind of, kind of scared. It sounds like when she's, and by she the end time, did. and so she's, she's, I have this on a video and I think I even have it on the website. It might be or it will be at some point. And she has this child who's like, like finally at the end of this thing, reaching to the ceiling and the kids are wailing. They're like going really loud and they're following her direction. And it's like, and these are her peers, right? So yeah. here is this little girl who's, who's shy and maybe you know, withdrawn or whatever and blossoms and has this, and Jennifer says, this platform to be able to blossom. And then I, and I, just, I just say, man, I mean, imagine where this girl now is going to go. You know, imagine what her life can, can, can grow into. And it's like... That experience changed her. 
they it's, changed her. The next year, she was a different child. She was confident. Wow. And she wouldn't have had that without creative sound play. And let me ask you this. How did you use, specifically, Jen, how did you use creative sound play to bring that out? And I know you understand what it is, but how did you actually do it? What was, what was in she there? She was watching. What yeah. was in there, it was it was her. I, The other children would do it, and we'd give the other children an opportunity. And it was the first time I kind of saw that spark in her eyes, like, I think I could do this. Because she was, uh, you know, very, very low verbal wow. skills. And she was able to do this without words. She was able to do it yeah. with hand signals. And for that time... Yeah. Well, she was able to captivate. The, all eyes were on her, and she was great with it, where before she had very difficult uh, times expressing herself. How old was this kid? She was three and a half. Oh, jeez. That's amazing. Three and a half. Just coming into the world, man. Just coming yeah. into the world. It's good stuff, I got to tell you. It, it's just and good she stuff, was you know. actually the conductor at our Symphony of Sound. That she was really? able to get up in front. Yes, yes, she was the one that we wow. used for our class. Wow. In front of the entire three-year-old program and their parents. Mm. Wow. That's how you use the sound great. I'm going to tell you something. This is key stuff because the SEL stuff and giving kids confidence after this pandemic and, and getting the kids excited about learning and taking care of their, their mental health and their social health, their emotional health. This is really key stuff. You just gave us a great example of that. You just gave us well, a great I example tell you, of that. I, I'm not only a teacher of three-year-olds. Three I am a pandemic parent. I have a son who is going to turn three in about five weeks. He's diagnosed uh, autism spectrum disorder, and he is currently uh, what they're calling pre-verbal. So he's a very, very low verbal skills. And what he has is he has vocal stems, and he loves them. And we had done an activity in the past where we would match the sound. And he likes to be loud. And I will match him, and I will be loud with him, and then he likes to match me back. And I can use creative sound play <laughs> to bring him back down. So if we're in a, a setting, like if we're at a, a family party or we're in a restaurant, and he decides he's going to be loud. I don't care. I'll be loud with you for a minute. And then I'm going to bring you back down. And he loves it. And he engages with it. And this is a social delay. And it yeah. brings out the, the social engagement in him. Yeah. And that, yeah, la- that, that, you know, what we yeah. were missing for those first two years due to the pandemic, it's giving yeah. back. That I taught my family how to do these things with him. And they're now reaching him and engaging with him. So for me, I mean, personally, I have benefited from creative sound play, you know, both personally and professionally. I think so. Well, I am it's very good. It's grateful. a testament, kiddo. It's a testament. So let me ask you this. Hey, Jim's yeah. a teacher of early childhood. Okay, but, yes. but really and truly, you said at the beginning, I love what you said about the sound of music. You know, because the hills are alive, yeah. 
with the sound yeah. of music. Well, actually, the hills are alive with the sounds, period. You don't need no music. Right. Those are alive right. with the sounds. Yes. If you know Hayes, you know that Hayes' favorite thing is that sound is ubiquitous. It is everywhere. Music is not everywhere, but sound is. It and is. that's why it, that's why the hills are alive with sound. When I used to when I used to jog a lot when I lived in Chicago, I used to jog past people. They were always on you'll see how old I am in a second. They were using a Walkman back in those days. Okay, yeah. crazy <laughs> machine you hooked on your butt. And, and but it, but they had the headsets on, and the headsets, they, they, you know, you're listening. They're jogging, but they're listening to music. But I like to jog and, and run and listen to the sounds of the city. It was much more fun mm-hmm. to me to, to listen to those sounds. Okay, and it's just yeah. interesting the way you put it into perspective, and that's key key stuff. So let me ask you this. I'll, I'll just haze this. Haze this stuff is it's really good, but to me. I mean, it goes, it go, and obviously, I think the NAEYC, we can talk about that. It, go, it goes beyond uh, preschool. I mean, you can use this in upper grades. Where, 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 where do you see this limiting out? Or how do you see it well, limiting I, out? If, if it ever, I, I, I don't know how I, high I, it can go, but, not, you know, but certainly into the lower elementary. What do you think? Well, I have, I've used it with, you know, up to sixth graders. And, Ooh. uh, that was in a program that I did out in uh, Portland, Oregon, or not Portland, somewhere out there, I forget. Um, uh, yeah, it was the Pacific Northwest. Anyway, um, you know, the more sophisticated, the quicker they, the kids, obviously, the quicker it is and they pick it up. But I've, I've and I think we spoke about this, I, I, have, a, I have a philosophy that, or an idea and I haven't, I don't know how to, and maybe somebody out there who's listening might have access to this, but there is, I would love to work with some kindergarten, first, second, third, and fourth grade kids that are dealing with the whole learning loss from the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And I bet you, I have, a, I have a sense that because the sound is so collaborative, that it could help kids who weren't. Who, who who suffer from learning loss and, and lack of socialization with each other and and that kind of stuff, be able to relate to relate to each other more supportively, empathetically, and create a a better classroom culture. And mm-hmm. you know the even in terms of like learning skills or, or reading skills, which deals with phonemics, right? Phonemic awareness and phonological awareness. There's a whole aspect of making silly sounds, which are really wonderful to make and, and help kids discover language, you know? And it's not, mm-hmm. so there's that, there's the act of listening to each other. There's the doing the projects together okay. of, of you know, and then it's kind of like, you know, the older the kids, you know, you can do things quicker. Like I have a whole, I have a whole thing about how to organize sound via a graphic score, you know, so you can draw a picture. What does that mean? Well, you can, you can draw a picture and and the the student can decide what the picture is going to sound like and create a, Hmm. a sound sculpture. Right, it's not a it's not a musical piece, but create a sound sculpture 
and they can deal with textures and they can think about what kind of texture they want to have, how do they want to have the sounds, do they want to get the sounds going from quiet to loud, do they want to have the pitches of the sounds kind of change, and be able to put together a whole framework of organized sound. And in that situation, you're doing a whole level of, if you're having trouble with kids who, who aren't relating to each other, they're working together, it becomes a project-based uh, activity where they're listening to each other. And it all gets down to, it all comes back to the most important thing, which is the listening. Really listening to each other. You know, you're reminding me, and I'm not this old, but you're reminding me, you know, back in the 1930s and 40s and 20s, before there was television, everybody just gathered around the radio. Okay. Yeah. I wasn't there, by the way. Okay. But yeah. they, they listened. And, and, and I bet the listening skills were much sharper in the 1920s, 30s, and 40s than they are oh, today. You know, and I, I don't know if anybody's ever done research on that. Okay. But it's what you're saying. And listening is one of the key skills. You know, we're educators. We want people to listen. Right. Okay. Absolutely. And listen, Larry, yeah. Larry, I hate to do this. I hate to do this. But I just, I just, Jennifer, I think that Lennox Hill Neighborhood House is very short staffed today. We, yes, we are today. Oh, we got to go. I unfortunately, um, I need to Jen? go back to the classroom, but thank you so oh. much for having me. Hey, Jen. Thank you. You're doing a great job. Okay. I hope everybody appreciates you and your hard work. Thank you. I know how hard it is. Okay. You're terrific. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jen. Okay. I'll just finish up with Jennifer. Thank you, Jen. Have a good day. Okay. You too. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Thank you, you, Jennifer. Anytime. You know, know, really good stuff. She's terrific. Hayes, I got to tell you. Isn't she wonderful? She's she's just an amazing teacher. We need more of them. You know, like she's a, she's, she's, well, you know, I have to say, Atlantic Hill is just filled with these. They're, they're, it's an amazing program. It is an amazing. Well, and, and, well look at the, look at the service they're providing. Yeah. Okay, to a neighborhood yeah, that needs that service. I mean, it's just, it's just wonderful. It is just yeah. wonderful. And they also, and, uh, yeah. yeah. And they also provide. We're gonna go in a couple of minutes anyway, but again. Yeah. But, but you know, you know, think, uh, you know the the list so of skills, the SEL skills. You know, so I, I take it further. I take it further up the line get in touch with some people. Yeah. Well, the, the listening skills, I mean, everything's about listening. Yeah. It really right? is. I mean, it's like everything. It's like, you know, and that what you were talking about, about like, you know, the time, I mean, people listen, people listen to each other. You know, there wasn't, there wasn't. Well, sometimes we don't listen to each other. That's part of the problem. That's, that's true. Yeah. Too, yeah. yeah. That's, that's, that's the problem. Anyway, we're going to go, my friend, but it's uh, creativesoundplay.com. Okay. Check it out. It's good stuff. Hey, keep it up, man. Stay in touch. Thank you so much, Larry. Thank you You're for welcome, having buddy. me. I really appreciate okay. it. Enjoy your New York You're day. Beautiful. Get a corned beef sandwich for me. Think of me. Okay? <laughs> well, okay. Thanks. Take care. You're welcome. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs> hey, Greenfield. There you go. Creativesoundplay.com. And this is on National Head Start. Association. It's also been very, very well received at the NAEYC. So uh, check it all out. I'm Larry Jacobs. This is Pre-K-12 Education Talk Radio. Everything we do is at ace-ed.org. Thanks for listening.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.